Welcome to FJP Investment Insights with your host, Jamie Johnson. It's been quite a while since we, we did one of these and I'm very much looking forward to getting stuck into this. And today we're going to look at the the option of commercial versus residential property investment. Which of the two should you consider? What are the connotations of commercial and what are the connotations of residential, the pros, the cons and so on. A common question posed by property investors, what is the better investment, commercial or residential? And the answer here can depend on quite a few factors, primarily including what are you looking to get out of the investment? And we've prepared a comprehensive ultimate guide series, which is listed on our website, fjpinvestment.co.uk. And we're going to put this into audio uh, podcast form and just break down the two different types of property investments and hopefully give you a better understanding of how each investment type works. Um, and it will you know, perhaps give you clarity over which investment is right for you. So what is residential property? Well, the most common type of property for investors, residential property refers to property which has been zoned specifically for living or dwelling. And that's for individuals of a household. It's a good idea for property investors to become familiar with the different types of UK residential property available. So we in the UK, um, we're exceedingly fortunate to have a wide range of housing options available to us. If you want to invest in the UK, you might be confused by the different kinds of property that you can invest in. And that's why we're going to break it, break it down. Flats. Flats, also known as apartments. Well, flats are the most economic type of property in the UK. Um, and, and, and in many cases, it's often seen as the first step onto the property ladder. I mean, the cost of a flat uh, is often lower than that of a house, uh, which, which for economic reasons makes it an excellent choice for individuals or, or, or small families, so mum and dad and, and one child, for example. Um, and it's no surprise uh, that they're called flats, given that most comprise of a single floor where you'll find all of the rooms uh, conveniently located. We've got purpose-built flats. The concept of purpose-built flats is simple enough. Um, it's it's flats which have been created with the express intention of being flats from the outset. Okay, so it's not a house or or a building which has been converted. It's a construction from scratch with its sole purpose of becoming a flat, a purpose-built flat. You know, as opposed to a large house which has been divided or compartmentalized into into separate dwellings. We've got flat conversions. 
so in in contrast to purpose built, we've got structures which are then converted into flats. Um, you know, so you might take an old old council um, building, which is three floors, uh, which of course is commercial, and then you you can convert that into into flats. So that's flats conversions. We've got studio flats. Um, it's here that things can become a little bit muddled, uh, so so certainly be careful. It's common for one-bedroom apartments to be confused with studios, um, even though the, the genuine definition of a studio flat is really distinctly different. Um, in a studio apartment, everything except the bathroom is contained in a single room. So... You know, a typical studio flat, you've got really one room which consists of your kitchen, your sleeping area, and your your lounging area. So it's it's one room, and then to the side you're going to have a um, a little room uh, which is which is the toilet and the shower. Um, so that's that's a studio flat. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's that's good for. Uh, you know, one or two people at best um, doesn't really work too well when, you, when you've got kids and whatnot. So um, another option is Maisonettes. Maisonettes, uh, you, you may not have heard of it if, if you're listening to this from overseas. Um, even though the name Maisonette is often misunderstood, a real Maisonette is defined by a single rule. It must have a separate entrance that leads directly to the outside. And that's, this means that a maisonette lacks a common interior space. Additionally, um, we've seen maisonettes, you know, two-story constructions, uh, unlike the typical one-story flat. I mean, as I say, things get confusing um, because some purpose-built flats they have two-story homes in them, um, but the front doors open into hallways, which are shared with other flats um, and often referred to as maisonettes. These units, you know, they don't really open up to the exterior of the building. So, yeah, they're not strictly uh, speaking maisonettes. Bungalows. Next, we'll consider the type of houses that are available for for you to invest in. So bungalows are typically one-story homes. Um, often elderly people will go for a bungalow so they don't have to get up the stairs into the bedrooms. Um, so a bungalow is, is a one one a one floor level on the ground. Um, you've got your bedroom, you've got your lounge, uh, you've got your kitchen, all within the same property. Um, and, and as the bungalows, you know, they're not rising over multiple stories. They tend to be spread out, uh, which means they would frequently take up um, more ground than a typical home would. As a result, you know, bungalows, they're not really being built in the UK any longer. Um, so they, they're really invariably from the 20th century when they've been constructed. Um and of course, due to due to their rarity, I mean, they can be expensive, and uh, 
like I say, bungalows particularly appeal for uh, elderly um, persons uh, because, uh, you know, they don't have to get up the stairs and, and that makes complete sense. Uh, another option is cottages. Cottages are the, you know, the beautiful, beautiful, uh, formerly the domain of cotters, a, a colloquial name for agricultural labourers who are granted tenancy of the property in exchange for their services. Cottages are, yeah, they're, they're, they're beautiful. You know, we associate cottages with maybe a bit of countryside. Um, yeah, beautiful cottages. Uh, terraced houses. This is this is quite popular. Uh, things are starting to become a bit more straightforward now. So, terraced houses is really a house that is part of a row of houses. Um, so it's not on the end of say six houses. It's somewhere in the middle. It's got a house either side of it. Um, we also have end of terrace houses. Uh, this this is where we let's say it's a, let's say it's a row of six houses. It's the house on either end, so we call it an end of terrace house. Um, gives you a little bit little bit more privacy, I guess, being on the end. You know, if you're in the middle. You've got neighbors looking in from both sides. Uh, another option is semi-detached. Uh, so a semi-detached house, a bit like an end of terrace house in that they both share one side with another house. But, you know, unlike a long row of terrace houses, a semi-detached house is only connected to one other house. Um, detached houses. Now, there are no common walls between your house and another house so it basically means it's a house on its own and uh yeah this is a good option you know it's uh, it's an ideal scenario to be living detached houses you know they often have a front and a rear garden um built on decent sized plots of land um yeah not bad uh, and then the final option uh, I've got for you is mansions. A mansion, of course, that's the that's the winner of them all. A mansion is a palatial residence that belongs to typically a well-off individual or family. Um, you'd certainly want it to be a family because living in a mansion is not much fun when you're on your own. Mansions, um, yeah, large, impressive. Uh, not not necessarily stately, uh, but big, big. Basically, put the meaning of the term mansion is somewhat it's ambiguous. Um, although it you know will, will invariably be linked to wealthy uh, and luxury living of some sort. Now let's let's just cross over into uh, commercial uh, real estate. Uh, the different types of commercial. So it doesn't matter whether it's a house or an apartment. The British, they have a famous love affair with their homes. Um, commercial real estate has become increasingly popular. Um, and that's really an overspill from the love of property over the years. Uh, but generally speaking, property investors in the UK are... Um, more focused on residential um, and of course as that's got 
hot and increasingly more difficult to find to find deals since there's so much competition. Um, there's been an overspill into uh, commercials, so let's just break that down. There's really five five main categories: offices, retail. So within retail, you've got retail stores, shopping centres, um, shops. Uh, you've got industrial which could be um, a warehouse, a factory. Uh, of course, you've got leisure. Leisure being hotels, pubs, restaurants, cafes, um, even sports facilities. Uh, and then finally, healthcare, which, which would be your medical centers, hospitals, uh, nursing homes. And commercial real estate comes with its own uh, classifications. Um, so from the town and country planning order, um, there's categories, you know, as to the various types of uses that each building is able to, um, to be used for. Um, so you, you might own, for example, a, a property, a premises, which is currently being used for, um, a restaurant, well, if you want to um, repurpose that into, let's say, uh, for example, a, a bar or a nightlife, there's there's different licenses that 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 are required. Um, so you would you would need to get those. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, it's all it's all very interesting. Commercial is a good sector um, if if you know what you're doing. Uh, the good thing with, with just basic real estate, basic property, residential. I mean, it's it's fairly simple to uh, to grasp. Commercial, it's not so difficult, but there's less information on it, and um, you know, might argue that actually it is the better of of the two. So let's look at some uh, some trends in commercial property um, for 2022. So what what type of trends are we likely to see emerge by the end of this year? Just get myself a, a little bit of water. Investment decisions, they're increasingly being shaped by structural market changes, um, and that includes the effects of demography, technology, uh, as well as the long-term ESG so environmental, social, and governance factors, uh, factors such as the rising prices, obviously Brexit being done, the ongoing COVID influences, uh, as well as adjusting to new businesses and consumer habits, right? Because things are changing and they all have an impact on the economy. Um, we, we've seen, you know, an appetite from people not to be in city centers uh, they got a taste for working from home they like that um, obviously people are now back to the office but uh, I think really a hybrid a hybrid model um, is is winning right now uh, which could be in the office two three times a week uh, working from home the other two or three days depending on which one um, so you know that 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 poses um, challenges for uh, 
for for owners of companies because if you've got staff coming in two to three times a week um you know you can uh, alternate that uh so you have say half the team in on the monday and the tuesday and then the rest of the team on the wednesday and the thursday um well there you go you, you you've technically got 50 percent less demand for space within the office um do you then downsize and so on so there's all sorts of changes um that have come about and it, it, it's interesting what we've got coming you know with uh, with an upcoming recession what's that going to do the trends that are coming but listen this is just the evolution this is normal um we have to evolve we can't stand still you know so yeah so what market risk i mean there's uh yeah the pandemic the residual effect i mean it's 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 changed it's changed everything and uh i think as well on a on a residential level you know if you were commuting into london five days a week well you was you was trying to get as close to the city as possible right to to reduce the commute whereas if you're now if you're now commuting into the city once or twice a week you might say you know what let me get a bit further away from the city um it make it makes things a bit more bearable um to get out into into a bit more space um, because typically that means your money's going a bit further and you're able to uh, to get yourself a bigger property. So when investing in uh, in commercial real estate, um, there's many different types for you to be choosing from. Um, there's little doubt that UK commercial property, you know, will be seen as a diversifier for multi-asset portfolios. Um, and in the face of increasing economic trouble, if it has a stable and predictable tenant base, then it's a good thing. If you're looking to diversify your investment portfolio, my view uh, is that commercial real estate is it's a good option for you to uh, to consider. Um, you know, because property prices aren't typically tied to other asset classes such as cash uh, fixed income such as bonds and gilts they tend to fluctuate independently of other asset classes and they're not typically affected by stock market volatility and if you look into investing commercial real estate it's often done in a, in a in a in a variety of ways, so I'll, I'll sort of just go through a few brief options. You've got direct investment. So a direct investment, it it really implies purchasing directly that property. So you might buy, for example, a warehouse. Well, that's you making a direct investment in that warehouse and then of course renting it out you've got direct commercial property funds so you'll you'll pull your money with with uh, a multitude of other investors and then that fund will will go out and uh, as a collective 
vehicle purchase multiple uh, properties so it could be shopping centers and so on uh, you've got indirect property funds so uh, indirect property funds they invest in uh, collective investment vehicles that they're then invested in publicly traded property companies listed on the stock market uh, of course property shares they can rise they can fall in value in tandem with the stock market so they don't provide the same level of diversification as a uh, traditional investment in real estate uh, you've also got commercial property investment funds so for many investors a specific fund could be um, the right strategy um, it, 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 you know it, it comes down to resources I mean investing in a fund maybe you could do that from as little as say 500 pounds whereas you know buying a warehouse could be could be 500,000 pounds so going via fund uh, could allow access so why might commercial real estate be uh, a smart investment choice um, well in comparison to say uh, mainland Europe and the US the UK has much more favorable leasing arrangements and that's why investors find commercial to be attractive in the UK so London offices they they might come with a lease term of say 10 years um, so the average lease term across the UK is actually eight years um, I mean that's a far cry from say a, a six month to a one year lease that you typically find if you were renting out your uh, your, your residential property um, and, and think about it if a business a business is is in a, is in one of your commercial properties well they're building their brand they're building their um, they're establishing their business based on that that property you know so um, for example let's say for example restaurant um, John John have you been down to I don't know wimpy's yeah yeah wimpy's it's on the high street it's been there for 15 years it's not going anywhere that they're, they're renewing the lease each and every time um and that and that's them building their brand in your property and um you get a lot of uh, co- continuity um with with with, uh, with commercial um you know with, with residential your family grows, your family shrinks, people people um, people become 18 years old, they leave home, your family just shrunk, you don't need the, the same amount of space, you've just had two or three kids, you now need extra bedrooms. So of course with residential, people are moving out, um, but, that, but that's okay, that's okay. Um, Property investment trusts, so you've got trusts, you might want to invest um, in a property investment trust which would combine your money to acquire property and property business shares. Um, So yeah, I mean, property is a great, great business for you to to be considered, considering it's what we do, property is our um, 
is our business. Um, and that's pretty much it. I, I, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. We've, we've been going for about 23 minutes. So I think that's enough um, for this one. But uh, it's good to be back doing these podcasts. I'd like to be doing uh, more of these. Um, if you've not uh, subscribed, so to speak, please do subscribe. Leave us a review and uh, we'll, we'll be sure to come back with more. If you want to reach out for any uh, information to find out more about what we do, uh, please please head over to the website. It's fjpinvestment.co.uk.